Yo, yo. What's going on? Yo. Another episode of the Thursday Night Pre-Game. Man to Man Pod. I'm AB. Mm-hmm. Got my co-host, DB. We're in the building. Man, we got a special guest tonight. Um, a bear, Chicago bear, great Matt Forte. So he'll be coming in shortly. So hopefully I got some good questions for him, man. And yeah, man. Drop them questions in the chat for Matt Forte, man. AB said, legend. He was kind of sure. ahead of the game when it came. You know, it's a lot of backs now that kind of, you know, got to worry about the pass in the run game. He was one of them early on. Yeah. The game both ways. He'll line up at wide out, running back. Remember yeah. some of them battles. No, nah, for sure. Goal. I know. Um, <laughs> I remember we was uh, we got the same agent. We was in um, my agent does a retreat every year. So it was my first time actually like meeting him. We was in Vegas at dinner. And um, that that was this was coming off our I think yeah we was coming off our Super Bowl year. So that was your rookie year. So it was my rookie year. Was that I forgot what year it was. Anyway, we were playing in Indy, and man, he hit me with a cut so crazy, bro. A jump cut was nasty. Hey, jump cut was crazy. He took that thing to the crib too. So I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I had to tell him. I said, man, I, hey, I respect you, bro. Yeah, that jump cut was crazy. Hey, super, super Seti, super Seti from Germany. Hey, man, Germany. Out. Hey, shout hey, out Germany, man. hey, hey. I see we, we got some, some fans over in the UK too. UK, shout out. Yeah, we we international, man. You know what I'm saying? Growing slow motion. You feel me? You know, you know how it is. We're making our way. We're making our way. Yeah. I had, I posted um everything DB clip um the other day on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Had somebody from Japan retweet that John straight Jap- Japanese. I couldn't understand none of them. You should have sent that uh, my way. I could have translated that for you. Uh, stop. I need to learn <laughs> some of that. I need to learn. I need. I need to learn Chinese. Actually, hey, bro, you ain't gonna be able to learn that this time of your life. You don't think so? Nah. Oh, Joe O'Brien, watch from UK. Shout out, hey, to shout Joe, out, man. shout out to Joe. Line. Yeah. Shout out to everybody over here too, man. Shit, we US, Germany, UK. Shit. Man to man. Mm-hmm. Y'all here, man. Any questions? Hey, uh, real quick before we hop on, obviously with Matt and, and talk about this Thursday night. We'll talk about some other things going on around the NFL. Mm-hmm. Obviously, COVID. Um, they just announced actually the Broncos game. Broncos and uh Patriots. They got moved to Monday now. And, uh, hey, what's the what's the difference between playing Sunday and Monday? And Bills Titans move to Tuesday. You asking me? Yeah, I mean, you know, just a question. What's the difference between people? Sunday and Monday? I mean, a day. Sure, that you a day closer to that next game. <laughs> For me, <laughs> well, uh, well, I'm just talking about as far as the COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Oh, why not oh. As far <laughs> I, as I, I don't know, man. I guess. I guess. I guess the uh, the Patriots haven't practiced Wednesday and Thursday, so maybe they want to give them a day of practice, at least you know one good day, good day and a half. Um, you know that that, that would be my thought process at least. Mm-hmm. Just try to even the playing field at least because they already got screwed over. I feel like with that Chiefs game traveling on the same day, you know you can't you can't do that shit, man. Especially playing going up against the Chiefs, we already don't got our quarterback. Right. Yeah, his same day with Warrior, man. So. Um, I guess they're trying to even the playing field a little bit, but that Tuesday game, if you got to play Tuesday, then Sunday, and then Sunday, that's rough. That's rough. And, so don't, it's, be, it's, and, and don't be the visiting team where you travel. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother. Um, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, so you got those games moved. You obviously got um, you know, people still pe- testing positive in uh Tennessee. So we'll see how that goes. This shit crazy out there, boy. It's crazy, man. Quarterback, quarterback situation. You got they done bench Dwayne had. We talked about that too. We, we, probably we, last Thursday. We, we talked about that. Yeah, which um, how you feel about that, man? They done bench him. Not only they bench him, they put they him more than third. three. But <laughs> it's not man. funny. It's not funny, but I mean, for that's a tough situation, man. And um I don't see that's that's a tough situation, bro. Like you know, um, obviously he done had a. What's there going you on? go. There you go. Yo, what's, what's happening, bro? What's, what's going on? 
Fa much. Fantasy legend. I see you. They, they ain't here. Oh, that's my fantasy legend right there. <laughs> What's good <laughs> with you, man? I'm chilling. I'm chilling, y'all. Y'all, y'all, all right? Yeah, yeah, man. Right. Go put a shirt on, man. Hey, bro. Hey, I'm in the house, <laughs> chilling, bro. It's a pandemic. <laughs> I, I, I still ain't in shape, huh? Seven months. <laughs> I feel that. I feel no. that. Man, how how you how you been, man? How you how you doing? How the family doing? Oh, we all good. We all good, man. I got them. Uh, you know how the babies are. They they uh they roll with the punches. So mm -hmm. you know, as long as, as long as we straight, you know, God's been good to us. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good, man. Um, before we start off, man, you know we're gonna we're gonna just wrap some football, some bad stuff. You are uh, you got your podcast too, right? Yeah, yeah, we man. got the uh, True Verse Truth podcast. Yep, that's what's True up. Verse that's Truth. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what's up, man. What you been doing? Uh, what else you been doing post post football? Man, I uh, you know, hanging with the family a lot, but then um. Uh, the True Verse Truth podcast is actually uh, backed by this, this um, uh, organization that does a lot of work globally uh, in Africa and India and other places like that. Um, and they basically, what they do is they translate the Bible into languages that don't have it. And uh, okay. I, I was like, when I retired, then I got educated and enlightened on it was that, you know, there's like 7,000 languages and only like, like 1,500 of them actually have uh, any any scripture in the Bible. So there's a lot of work to be done. And uh, the reason I'm uh, passionate about it is because uh, obviously being being young, raised up in the church and father, uh, grandfather was a pastor. And uh, and knowing that word is that in Matthew uh, 28, it says, uh, make disciples of all nations. So in order to make disciples, you need the word. And so if people can't understand it mm -hmm. in their own language, then you can't do that. So mm -hmm. basically, I, I feel like God's purpose after football is to use that platform to be able to, uh, you know, spread the gospel throughout the earth. That's, That's big, up, man. Huh? That's what's up. That's big. Yeah. That's big. We, need, we need that right now. I tell you that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> for real. For real. That's what's good, though, man. So yeah, we were talking earlier, man. I feel like you was one of those. Um, obviously, you know, some guys you looked up to coming up, but um, I feel like during my career, you were one of those guys who could affect the passing game, you know, just as much as affect the run game, you know, as a running back. And now you see it, that's almost a necessity now on teams. Yeah. Who are those guys right now you see in the league? That's, um, I would say, doing the best that day. Outside of, obviously, C-Mac, he would probably be at the top of that list. But who else you got out there that you like? Yeah, definitely um, guys like Davin Cook in Minnesota. I like what he, he's been able to do. They um, – they get him involved in the past game, like screens and short, you know, dump offs and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, a guy who can be a, a dual threat, you know, I don't think he on third downs, he really don't have to come out. Um, mm -hmm. Guys like him, uh, who else I like to watch? Um, uh, Joe Mixon in, in, uh, for the Bengals. Since, you know, a lot of people, yeah. he kind of he kind of underrated, you know, by like not on a lot of people's uh, radar, you know, but mm -hmm. he, he does good in the in the run game and then like the screen game. It's just something about some guys that just have a knack for like setting up blocks and screens and stuff. Because if you don't if you don't fake the 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 pass play right, you know screens get caught, get sniffed out real quick. Like yeah, that. And, especially uh, now it could be a loss of yardage. So you yeah. got to be kind of good at that stuff. So uh, guys like him, um, uh, I'm, I'm missing a few names. Um, like my yeah, it's a lot. Man, it's a lot of cats out there. Um, sure, you got uh Kamar, yeah, yeah, Kamar, yeah, that's, that's right. Hey, he, yeah, uh, yeah, I like, I like, um, he's he got like great balance and and like shiftiness too for a bigger, not that big, but a bigger, you know, back and also, um, you know, a guy who can, you know, has good hands, you know, you can see, you know, that you know, when Drew throw the ball to him, that he's definitely a threat out there because. You got guys that's gonna be everybody think Drew going downfield with the guys on the outside that he has. So, mm -hmm. You know, when you got a guy like that, you know, I know that probably on defense, you know, it's a matchup um, problem when you gotta get a guy like that. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, for sure, for sure, man. And and just to keep you know on the same topic as far as like you know you getting the ball in the run game, you getting the ball in the pass game. I know um all those touches, man. I know come come. Monday morning, your body was 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 feeling that. Um, <laughs> what did you do 
um, throughout the year and your, what kind of your process throughout the week as far as like keeping your body in shape and making sure you was ready to go? Yeah, one thing is that I always would learn as I was going because like in college, you know, you come fresh out of college, like you ain't eating right, you just eat more whatever. And like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I barely, even in college, I barely got an ice tub. But then, you know, that first game, you know, you like, or that first week of camp, you like, man, this is different. It's, yeah. it's the real deal out here. So in order to, you know, prolong your career for one, and then also to be, um, you know, able to be out on the field, you know, they say the best ability is availability. So right. especially in the yeah, league, you don't want to miss a bunch of games like that. So um, I did a lot of stuff, um, you know, post game where, you know, you got the ice bath and like, you know, the stem machines and all that stuff. But uh, come, you know, Monday, I'm working with a physical therapist on, you know, flexibility uh, and like joint stuff. Because, you know, during the game, I came to, to learn through the physical therapist that you may get hit or land a certain way and your joints might be off off, off of alignment. And so to get realigned, yeah. um, you know, through the chiropractor and through physical therapy is key, you know, after the game. But then also when you got soreness and muscle soreness or, you know, muscle tightness, you got to get that massage, like deep, deep tissue massages. And then obviously your health, uh, your, your what you put in your body comes, uh, helps it heal from the inside out. So I had to mm-hmm. educate myself on a lot of that. I even today, I still drink, um, I juice uh, turmeric root you know, with a cold pressed juicer okay. because it's a natural anti-inflammatory. anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I, it does wonders like for your knees and elbows and shoulders and stuff, anywhere you got aches and pains. Yeah. A tumor, that tumor was big for me with that anti, anti-inflammatory because I try to stay away from them pharmaceuticals as much yeah. as possible. Yeah. Uh, especially later. Cause you know, when you're in the league, they, they quick to put a couple bottles or something yeah, in so your locker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they'll write you a script <laughs> quick. Quick. Yeah, yeah. quick. As soon as you tell stomach, them something hurt. Your stomach all messed up during the game. Yeah. I, I experienced that my rookie year. I kept taking one of them uh, anti-inflammatories and this come like week 16, we was playing uh, Detroit, in Detroit. And my, my st- I don't know, I think I had uh you know, you had an early game, and I didn't really eat a lot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I took that anti-inflammatory and had my right. stomach messed up the whole game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't do that no more. Yeah, man. man I, I was uh, <laughs> talking about uh, your rookie. I'm not sure if it was your rookie or not, but I was telling D-Buck before you came on, like the first time we kind of sat in front of each other, we was in Vegas. I don't know if you remember, we was in Vegas. Yeah. We was at dinner. And um, when, y'all, when y'all came to Indy and you hit me with that cut, <laughs> Damn near tore my ACL. We cause we we had dinner and uh Adisa, you know, we got the same agent, so Adisa was there and uh like like me and Twan, we we like introverts kinda like I never really was a big talker or like, you know, nothing like that. And mm-hmm. uh we hadn't seen each other or like really even talked until after the whole season went by. So <laughs> we was in Vegas to check out a fight. And uh, we had ate dinner. He was like, hey, y'all, y'all all right? Y'all cool, right? I thought y'all was in the square up. So I was like, nah. Man. I thought was beefing. We just quiet. Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. That jump cut was serious, though. How you how you feel about these um these Thursday night games? Obviously, you a guy who touched the ball a lot. Like, uh, I think somebody yeah. just commented here, 300 touches a year, barely missed games. So how, how did you feel about um these Thursday night games, these short weeks? Hated them. Hated them Thursday <laughs> night games, man. Like, on – and when I knew I had a Thursday night game and we playing on Sunday and they get to like the third, like after halftime, I'm starting to think about the Thursday night game. Like <laughs> I, I got about, you know, five catches, you know, about 12 carries in the first half. I'm like, all right, ho- hopefully we, we pull this, this win out, you know, where it's yeah. not down to the, to the bone because I'm going to be healthy for, um, for Thursday night because shoot, mm-hmm. like on a regular week, on a Thursday practice, I'm still like feeling it. And yeah, in, in recovery wise, so, running back. Yeah, yes. so I, I don't like the Thursday night game, and then you know it's kind of hypocritical when the, the league talks about there about player safety. Safety, right? To play to play games that close, you know, is not player safety. And uh, they've had people go. I think even recently they they got like a, a Monday to a, a or like they played three games within you know a, a matter a span time span of like two weeks, which is crazy. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't get close to being recovered in that time span. Even though you yeah. get like a lot of off time after that, 
it doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of guys say that, you know, obviously leading up to the Thursday game, you know, you hate it. But, you know, once you once you play it and say you get a dub, you know, oh, yeah. you know uh, a mini, uh, yeah, many, many bye week. But, yeah, that Thursday yeah. game was the worst, though. That was the worst. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm telling Tom running back saying that probably, though. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> For real. That's a fact. I know I used to see if it was if it was kind of around week six ish and say you had a later bye week. Yeah. Then it's sweet. You get that how you get that mini bod and you get that real bod and you're ready for that home stretch. But like yeah. I said, I ain't taking you know 25, 30 hits a game. So right, you know what I mean? It's a whole different ball game. What about that culture, man, in, in, in Chicago, man? I know um like early in my um when I first came to the league, that culture was strong. And then just speak about just as far as like being a running back going to Chicago and just like the the history of, of, mm-hmm. of great running backs that's been there. And I'm pretty sure they probably up in the building as a young running back. Like, how did that make you feel when you came in that building? Like seeing those, um, seeing those guys and having to come, come behind them. Yeah. I mean, uh, as soon as I got drafted, like I, uh, one of my buddies brought me the, a book about uh, Gail Sayers and, and Brian Piccolo. So, uh, you know, got to learn the history of um, the bears a little bit and how it started with, George Hallis and all that. And so that culture is in the legend of, of the Bears. It, it runs deep. And so to learn and understand that it, and, and you're a rookie coming in, it puts a little weight on your, on your shoulder. You know, some people may be a little anxious about it, but it gave me like motivation to be like the legends that they that everybody talk about. Dick Buckets, Walter Payton, Gail Sayers, those, you know, names like that to want to be like those guys when I'm finished playing. So, um, the culture, that part is is great. You know, rest in peace, Gil says he just actually passed away. Mm-hmm. But to to follow in footsteps like guys like those running backs, Thomas Jones um, was was great for him as well. And uh, you know, got Neil Anderson. Like they just had a lot of good running backs. You know, before I got there, so uh, that motivated me to to want to be one of the best. But then also, uh, player wise, I think the legend, the legendariness of like. The, the guys that played before in the Hall of Famers and stuff, it they need to get back to that because, like, when I was playing, like, we didn't have a good culture because we had too much turnover. We had uh, – when I was there, we had three different GMs and I think four different head co- – no, three different head coaches and five different um, offensive coordinators. Hey, how long so you was out there? Eight years. In eight, eight years. So, like – That's a long that's time. A lot of, that's Turn a lot of turnover in uh, – in yeah, three yeah, eight yeah. years, so like you never get any continuity because every GM wants to and coach wants to get his own players in or his own philosophy and all these different things. And you know, you think about um, you know other teams that are like like the the Patriots or like the Saints, like they've been running that same type of offense for a yep. decade or more. Yeah. And when you got guys that have got good, you know, you got good players, but you switch into a new offense every year. You know, and you don't have if you don't have strong leadership within the offense too. You know, we had we had some guys, especially like, you know, at the quarterback position, like Jay. You know, a lot, he got a lot of um, flack from, from the media and stuff. Um, Jay's a good guy uh, when you get to know him, but his leadership skills weren't you know where you wanted him to be. He's not a, a yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, you know, Tom Brady type of leadership guy. Great, mm-hmm. great talent, but the leadership skills was was trash. So when you need that, that's where we failed at. Mm-hmm. And yeah. do you feel you, you and you feel as though as a quarterback, you have to you have to be able to be able to be vocal and be a good leader at the quarterback position, right? Yeah, like everybody can say that lead by example stuff, but I don't really believe in it because when you're talking about leading by example, you're really just doing what you've been asked to do. Like you're really doing what you're supposed to do anyway. So like anything, like and that goes for every position. Like leading by example is not. Uh, something that's supposed to be like highlighted or something because when you like they say uh going or he never missed the weight room or or he never missed the practice like or or, or (laughs) assignment like i'm supposed to do that so yeah like that can't be the standard so when you're talking Mm -hmm. about leadership it can't just be a guy doing what he's supposed to do it's got to be the vocal part like uh if y'all and it translates over to different sports like you watched um the last dance with michael jordan he pushed those guys like mm-hmm. they didn't like him at practice and everybody mm-hmm. ain't supposed to like you if you push your teammates to be the best that they can be. So yeah. when you're talking about leadership, you know, it's not barking out orders. 
obviously you got to be a servant leader first. So that comes mm -hmm. in like you doing the work too, but then yeah. you raising that level to like, hey, we can't have a penalty at all during practice. So we can't have a mistake where you don't know your assignment at all. So that type of leadership stuff is what we was missing. Yeah. Hey, I know, and I know y'all had that guy with uh Peyton playing with Peyton for so long. I came to the league with uh Brady, and like you said, like they did the stuff that, that was bare minimum stuff, been on time to meetings, showing up mm -hmm. early, last one, all that stuff mm -hmm. as a quarterback. But when them boys hit the field, when that offense hit the field, the offensive coaches didn't need to speak. Like speak the ball was supposed to hit the ground, it wasn't no you know false starts, bot snaps, like you know what I mean. It was on top of that, so that that plays. You know a huge role in uh in really creating and cultivating that culture we always talking about the culture and you know a lot of it's yeah. like a buzzword people throw it around but um you know it's, it's really something that goes into that man so uh yeah definitely yeah, no it's, coincidence. it's it's big especially when you got young players too for them to buy <laughs> in because mm -hmm. like if they if you got a vet out there and like say he's a say he's a prime time player but like he's not a good leader or he's like hypocritical in the way and what he says, but then what he does, but then he show up on Sunday, everybody can't yeah. do that. Mm -hmm. So younger players see that and then you lose credibility when you do that. So if you got that culture, they not gonna buy into it all the way. It's like, well, so-and-so showed up late. Why well, I gotta be on time all the yeah. time? Or like, why well, yeah. I gotta do this? You know what I mean? So culture is big and like you, you've probably always seen it. Like the guys who, um, go deep into the playoff those teams that like do that consistently they're like a family you know and mm -hmm. on on the field and in the locker room and, and all that stuff now nah, we talk about that all the time on here man just like that that continuity and then you know mm -hmm. and the, the the better your relationship is off the field you can see it it translate on the field and i like a lot of times i think the average fan you really don't Think about that. When you think, it, oh, it's they all pros. They gonna go out there. They gonna do what they do. But when you can mm -hmm. have, when you can have a team where you know, I look to, I look to, I look to D Butt and be like, okay, well, D D Butt know my wife. He know my kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like he know what I'm yeah. going through. Like it's it's just it's just a it's a different uh, chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas you know, I'm looking at a dude, and you know, the only time I talk to him is we out here on the on, yeah, on the practice. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a different chemistry. So like you said, that uh, that culture goes a, a long, long way. Long you way, could man. you could teach cats um, about culture too, even if they don't come from a culture that's like that. They could learn because most cats don't. They don't. You know, especially today's society, and this goes with people as well as football players or, or athletes. A lot of people out there for themselves, and so you, when you on the on the on the field, you got to sacrifice like. When I was out there, the way when I got into the, the passing game, I'm not just running routes because they say I'm a dual threat and I can catch the ball. I'm running the routes to get the other guys open. So if you mm -hmm. know the philosophy and you know it's deeper than just running an angle route or an option route, I'm running this route and I have to go outside because it gets this guy open, then mm -hmm. that's like a, that's being, you know, I'm sacrificing on the play so that someone else can get the glory. You know what I mean? Because if if you playing with a guy and you like, I don't know if this dude gonna, I don't know if he would sacrifice for me. Yeah, you ain't gonna trust him, you know. So, you know, I mean, you back there, especially That's like real. quarterback. He knew I was gonna step up and block somebody on third down for him too. So, you know, say I took off, I had, or I got hurt or something. You know, sometimes they wouldn't, they wouldn't be, they'd be nervous back there because like, I don't know if this dude would really, you know, step up and hit this linebacker who's forty pounds heavier, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. for me. So it. it it can be learned too, but it's got to be shown in, in like sacrificial way. Yeah, for sure, man. Let's I talk about this that. uh this game a little bit. You been, you been watching the Bears at all this year? Yeah, bro. I be, I be checking them out. I be checking them out. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially I wanted to see what they do at the at the quarterback position because I never yeah. I never been a, a big fan of of um you know Trubisky, but Trubisky, yeah, me, me and you both. I, I just. But at, when they picked you at the second pick, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta, they know like, no learning curve at that point, you know, especially after <laughs> year one, year two, like you gotta get it done. So I really wanted to see what he was gonna do. And he started out okay, but same old stuff, man. Like, you know, I, I think he struggles when it comes to like coverage and blitzes and they put that pressure mm -hmm. on him. But his accuracy has is not improved since day one. You haven't college. seen, yeah. If you yeah. look at his college tape, I watched when he was with Gruden, did the Gruden tape, 
and mm -hmm. this accuracy here is like sometimes you know it's not even 50 50 sometimes it's just like a, a dude coming across the middle and it's like usually a third down and he can't get the the ball in there where you're supposed to fit it in them tight windows mm -hmm. yep not making the right read so 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 you were for the move except the moving up putting foes in there how you feel like foes gonna do going forward i th I just see a lot of confidence in, in foes that it looks like when when mitch plays that he's trying to he's always trying to prove himself like i can do this like to himself that he's trying to prove it mm -hmm. to himself but when nick get out there it's like yeah i've been doing this for a while in different spaces like i've been the starter i've been the backup i've been the guy to come off the bench and win a super bowl i've been you know in all these different positions so I think he's just more confident in his in his ability and not really trying to prove it to anybody. So that yeah. gives us uh, that gives the whole huddle kind of like I remember when when uh, you know Jay got hurt one time and Josh McCown came in and Josh McCown had been on like eight different teams but he was always yeah. super relaxed in the huddle, joking around. Every, you know when it's time to joke, but then when serious when you know take control of the huddle and it makes everybody relax a little bit. So yeah. I think I see that in in uh, what Nick does. How you think the um with Cohen, man, with that with him, you know, being out, how you think that would affect obviously he's a he's a big weapon for that offense. So big how you weapon. think that's yeah, how you think that's gonna affect the offense? I think it's gonna cause um the the other guys to step up a little bit more in the passing game. I know David, uh he can catch. Montgomery can catch, yeah. but he's never really been they never really asked him to do it a whole lot which uh maybe this is his opportunity now to show that and so with, with Cohen being out i think maybe it'll be a little bit more put on his plate but i'm i'm uh i'm anxious to see uh what he can do with it because i I talked to him like he's a good kid like he, he reached out to me when he first got drafted you know and i was just telling him talking to him answering his questions like whatever he had about being a pro and like what to what you know to do to continue to try to improve every every year or even every game and you know i talked to, to him about the passing game and really like you got to be solid you can't miss a a a, a blitz or or a pickup or, or you know not know what you're doing at some point so yeah i think if they if they trust them because it, it seems like they always put another guy in there like they rotate run it like i think uh nagy likes to do running back by committee and david is a guy who wants to be like the bell cow mm -hmm. so gotta get I that think feel. If they would trust them yeah. and and hand him the ball 20, 25 times a game and then let him be involved in third down, I think he could actually do it. Okay. Now now you got a you got you got a, a good duo tonight of linebackers with David and um the young kid out of uh what is Devin White out of Devin LSU. Mm -hmm. uh, they wanted one of the best tandems in the league. Who was before we get to them though, who were who were kind of like that that crew or that squad, that defense, who you know, all right, coming into the game, like, all right, it's going to be a little headache dealing with these dudes. Or these are like, I know I got to be my A game. Like, who, who, who was that squad? Well, for for one, I played I played against every day in camp and at practice against two of the best mm -hmm. duo yeah. with Erlacher yeah, and Briggs. Ever. Yeah. You know, and, and Lance, like, I ain't going to lie, Lance was, is the real deal. Like, that dude was so instinct, instinctual and, and like, and he he bring the like he coming to hit like every every <laughs> yeah and i don't so, think i don't think he could hit just do like like he's supposed to obviously i yeah. think a big reason because you know he was playing alongside urlacher but i don't think he get his due yeah yeah because he they would they would communicate so much like um and like he would shoot the gaps and different stuff but they would cover for each other so they knew what the gap yeah. they were supposed to have and they just they just were really good in that defense so though that too that too was amazing but uh, other than that, I mean, um, anytime we, we play division games, uh, I wasn't really, af you know, afraid or like scared of what the, the other two guys on the other side in the division games could, could do. Besides mm -hmm. like when we played in, against Minnesota, EJ Henderson was just so, he was a big, fast linebacker, like 260. And I'm like, I hate it. They blitzed him a lot. And I'm like, they trying to blitz yeah. him to keep me in. Cause I don't <laughs> yeah. get the game. I'm like, by the time you don't pick up about five blitzes of that, you like, all right, like, this is getting old. I mean, I'm gonna have to switch it up. Maybe cut like yeah. one time, you know. Two sixty. Two sixty. Yeah, coming, that's, coming that's, right at you too. That's, that's for real. Crazy. So we got um a question for you. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, who asked this? Uh, Van Albright. 
um, wants to know who's your top five running backs of all time. Ooh, that's a good question. That's top a great question. So I got to put Barry as, as number one. Barry Sanders because Barry, like to, I played 10 years just like Barry did. And bro, 10 for 10. to look at what he did in 10 years, bro, it's <laughs> like inconceivable in today's football. 15,000 like rushing plus in 10 years is and, crazy. Like, if and with what he had. And, and exactly, with, yeah. the Lions, bro, like, you, like he came into the game like well they got Barry so he gonna get the ball like you know you know and so this that 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 puts him at number one for me um coming in next um I wasn't you know I wasn't I was real young I mean I'm, I'm born in 85 like when, when Walter Payton was playing so you know just to, from the body of work I put Walter Payton I mean 17,000 plus yards I think mm-hmm. um and then after that you got Emmett Smith to surpass that time, uh, yeah. so I, I didn't put him in all the way to the top even though he got the rushing record because he did have that dallas offensive line i ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie and they 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 be opening up them holes like that <laughs> but i always been a big fan of um marshall falk and Danny and thompson too Ooh, so yeah. those those mm-hmm. was guys that was doing the vers- versatility in the, in the backfield before i i was I even started so i took notes from them you know i watched their mm-hmm. highlights and like Okay, I need to run a, a option route or a, a slant route like this. Like how they how they would do it. So, you know, uh, I think that's five. But yeah, that's my guys right there. That's a good list, man. That running is solid list. I, I hate like the the top the top five. Or, you know what I mean? Because it's so tough, man. Because you got mm-hmm. so 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 many people, and you can go every position: receiver, quarterback, whatever the case may be. But that's tough. But yeah, that's a good list, though. I'm about to say list. this this one right here. This one hard to. This one hard to dispute. I mean, you obviously you got some great. You got Eric Dickerson. You got. Yeah. You know, I'm a big Edge fan, obviously. But these, these, these five right here, it's, it's hard. Yeah, to, you, yeah, you it's can't hard to argue with this five. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to argue. Yeah, that's, Edge, that's good, Edge was question, that dude man. too. You know, like yeah. watching him uh, get involved in that passing game and and being a a runner. Like he just was, he was crafty. He was so crafty in how he ran and set up blocks and and uh, and was tough. And how you ran. I, love, right. I used to love watching his highlights. Yeah, so solid list, man. Hey, somebody asked, they asked somebody's prop. Oh man, what time is it? I ain't give y'all the prop bets. My bad, guys. Man, you've been winning, you've been you've been you've been good on your prop bets this year. I've been hitting, man. I'm gonna tell you what, Montgomery gonna have more than 72 and a half rushing and receiving combined. You got to, they don't have a chance tonight. I'll tell you that much. So I'm gonna say over on that. Yeah, they better run the ball, keep, keep yeah, time off the field. Yep, exactly. Scotty Miller, I'm gonna say he gonna have over 54 yards. So I give y'all those two. Oh, Scotty Miller, I thought he was questionable. I thought he, he was he playing. I thought he, no. oh, he playing. Oh, okay. yeah, he playing. Mike Evans up too. He playing yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, he said Mike Evans over 60. I think 67. I told him he was gonna do over. Yeah, he yeah. should. They better. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good game tonight, though, man. Khalil so Mack, he, he ain't been putting a bunch, putting up a bunch of uh, sacks, but he been still putting yeah. that pressure on the quarterback. Getting after him, obviously got to know where he at. That whole defense, obviously Chuck Pagano, we very familiar with him, and uh, he got the personnel to run that defense that he like. Got guys coming off the edge. Fuller is one of the best at off, especially off, at off corner. Yeah. He's doing. He 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 does that very well. Jalen Johnson, young dog, um, that they drafted this year, who's playing very very well. I was high on him coming out, so I'm excited to see this game, man. Things will be a good matchup. Uh, what do you think? What do you think the Bears gonna finish up in the division this year, man? Yeah, I was uh, I was actually asked this question yesterday, and and uh, I I gotta be loyal to my to my team, so I'm gonna say you know the the Packers starting out they starting out hot. Don't say first. Don't get on here. It's just lie. Just about how you finish. So I'm saying I'm think the the Bears gonna upset you know everybody, and they are gonna come in first in the division. They Nick Foles finna take over, man, and, and do his thing. So. You heard the money on it, but <laughs> oh, man. they three. I mean, they three. They three and one right they now. So yeah. you know, they want We're gonna see what they do with uh with, with a rod and them boys. And yeah. I like uh yeah, I like I like Allen Robinson, man. I like him a lot, a lot. And he hasn't yeah, had. They need, to, they need to go ahead and pay him, bro. Because uh, they gotta pay him. They gotta he, pay him. He, he been the only consistent bright spot on their offense for the last three years. Like consistency, mm-hmm. and that's that's what you want, you know. When you talking yeah. about 
the NFL, when you consistent each year in and year out, you mm-hmm. know, cats exactly. can have a good, yeah. a, a great season, but when you consistent like that, they got to give him his due. Yeah, yeah, he's been consistent his whole career. I played against him a lot in Jacksonville, and he never really had that, you know, that consistent quarterback, a good quarterback. Yep. Going same thing with D Hop, you know, until he got Watson. So. Hopefully him and Foles kind of build that rapport and we see him, you know, get his just due, obviously pay, getting that respect. But, um, you know, yards, all them stats and all that stuff, he deserved that too. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking forward to them. These young boys in uh in Tampa, I like them on defense too, though, man. So I do too. They fly cool. around. Excited a, to watch real, a real good one. Yeah. Got any more yeah, questions? Man, you um you were on the show, uh, The League? The League. Yeah, I was. I was. I was on the episode uh, in like 2000. 11 or 2012 i think how was that acting because you, you were trying yeah. to are, are you still trying to get you were trying to get into acting at one point huh i did a i did a class i did an acting class and actually so this year before the pandemic i got in um chicago fire i was in um an episode of that and okay. uh it was it was uh it was cool it was cool so like the difference between the one in the league like you play yourself you know and that's obviously the easiest thing to do you just be yourself yeah. but then in, in this mm-hmm. one i was a, a guy that uh in the, on the chicago fire episode this kid um like fell hey, down on the embankment and he and he was about to fall into the water so like i was like holding on to him to help save him and somebody else was holding my leg and then it was like a human chain and then the fire, firefighter showed up and but it man it was a great experience so i'm on set like uh and it's this filming this in the winter time so it's out here in chicago like it's it's mm. like 28 degrees they, they just right. like us like when it's when it's cold they out there filming like it don't matter yeah so um that was a good experience you know seeing like all the behind the scenes of it and, and what goes into it but uh yeah i was on i was on screen for like that long but you know <laughs> cool. that's a good show though i don't heard good, good things about that show a lot of running backs, I feel like, don't win that. You got Jim Brown, OJ, Thomas Jones. Uh, yeah, he Thomas, he acting. He's doing, he, he doing his thing. Yep. Yeah. He's doing his thing now. So, right in that. You see yourself doing some more acting, or you just was, was it kind of one of those things that just kind of piqued your interest? You know what I'm saying? It, it piqued my interest, you know, yeah. first when I first retired. It was something um, kind of dive into early. And, uh, but, you know, I'm playing it as, as when I get called. If someone asks, you know, to, because I know a dude who's actually uh, writing a, another show um, about Chicago. You know, they got a lot of different Chicago shows about mm-hmm. um, either the the police department or like uh, the Chicago Fire. But then they got a lot of ones about what really goes on in the hood. So he's writing this one um, about uh, basically what goes on on the block, and you know, he wants me to be involved in it. So. You know, if I get blessed to be able to do that, then I die. I'm not like seeking it too hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm enjoying the family time, but then giving back to the community is is really what I'll be involved in, like that, um, in locally, but then globally. Because uh, like I told you earlier, I work with the the organization that does the stuff globally. Mm-hmm. And uh, upon retirement, I got to go to India and South Africa within the same year. So that was like two great experiences to see what we you know they do globally. But then, um. The, some of the mentorship programs that they were using globally, I brought it back to Chicago to start it here, where you got a mentor to use. So uh, the, the, the next generations, bro, they they need they need uh, you know fatherly type figures, you know that yeah, that can sure. instill in their life, um, you know whether they like sports or not, just being honest about life. And uh, if we can do that, I think the future is a lot more brighter than than it can be. Yeah, for sure, yeah, man. For that's, sure. that's part of being the change. We talk about that yeah. a lot. So on um, being the change, obviously a lot of everybody, as soon as you walk into a room, they're gonna know who you are and they're gonna look up to you because of you know, oh, you did you're a football player, but then when they see that uh-huh. you actually care and you wanna invest in them and been better, they're gonna probably pass that down to somebody else. So that's how you really yeah. create change. And we need it everywhere. We definitely uh Chicago's obviously one of those places where it's definitely needed, but uh that's mm-hmm. that's what's up, bro. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. But man, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you taking the time out, coming on the show, man. Coming on the pod, um, for sure. Love you, love, I, like we said, man, a legend, a hell of a career. Um, but most importantly, man, it's stuff that you're doing. I'm off the field, man. Uh, for the people, man, that's a that's a yeah. blessing and something that you know we all need to do. So appreciate Absolutely. you again. Drop the uh, name of your podcast that. again, bro. 
Yeah, the True versus Truth podcast. It's uh based truth. off of you know, a lot of people today they they live by their own truth, but it may it may not be uh something that's positive for your life. So we like to take a lens and, and cut out, you know, all the, the foolishness and put on what, what really helps you be a positive change in the community or in whatever sphere of influence that you got. So we really do that and uh and uh you know talk about it with many different guests from pastors to uh Christian rappers and, and all kind of stuff. So it's uh you gotta check it out. True verse true. True verse true. I'm gonna check that out. Right, man. Appreciate you, bro, man. Right, we man. enjoyed it, man. All right, bro. Appreciate y'all. You too. I was solid, man. Chicago solid. great. Matt Forte. Matt Forte in the ledge. What he played 10? He got a 10 piece in right with the game that started. Yeah, he got a Bucks 10 piece. Got the ball. <clears throat> what else, what other what other bets y'all put in? Boy, let me know what y'all locked in, man. What bets did y'all lock in before we get off, man? Appreciate you, Tone, putting that uh truth versus truth pod in there. Yes, sir. Man, I know we was um. Let's talk about this um out there in Sandy. Uh, not I was about to say San Diego, L.A. Man, the Chargers. Man, I told, last time we was when that, when he first came, man, as soon as Justin Herbert jogged on that field, if he came out and and completed four passes in a row, he was gonna be the starter for the next year. Man, I, hate for my, I, for, hate I, I hate it for my. I hate it for time, God, man. man. Yeah. We talked about that early before before it even started, even before the season started, man. We just wanted, you know, try to get a fair a fair shake at it, really go out there and do his thing. Um, man, we know how this league worked, though. And, you know, it, so this is my thing, man. I just like, you know, if you lose your job because of poor play, you know, I, I can see that. But, damn, a doc, that's rough. Doctor done punctured lung. And, and you punctured know, going into lung. that, going into that, they said, you know, it's kind of one of those it's things. Hey, one doing thing. this, yeah. And this is a this is a possible thing that can happen. We can we can possibly puncture your lung. And unfortunately, it actually happened. And now he done lost, you know, pretty much lost his job for the foreseeable yeah. future. Um, part of the game, uh, obviously. Herbert Herbert has been playing, you know, to talk about the young kid. He's been playing lights out. Been playing well, been playing yeah. really well. Yeah, so. The plan lights um, out, man. I'm still yeah. mad they benched Haskins, though, man. After, yeah, yeah. After, so after we we, we we didn't get to finish that, man. We didn't get to finish that discussion. Mac popped in, but that's rough, man. I think he needs to just they need to deal him, deal him, and get him out of there. You think he need to trade? I mean, yeah. I, I feel like you know what? Just think, I'm like, yo, it got to be something deeper than it's definitely deeper than him playing on the field because his play wasn't terrible. Yeah, I mean, it probably is deeper. Like you know, you you bring in a new coaching staff, um, and you know how new coaches GM. are. New GM, like this yeah. not this not my guy. And, yeah. and I think somebody stated that earlier. Like, and that's how I be for real. Like you know, um, this not my this not the guy that I want running our offense or or whatever the case may be. And and that's how that's how it is. It's unfortunate for uh, for Haskins. You know what I'm saying? For you to go from the starter, the starting quarterback, and supposedly, you know, I mean, the team is behind you, and then uh quarter into the season, you go from one to three. You don't go to the backup. You go from one to three. You and that, that that's what made me think, like, all right, it gotta be something deeper. Because um, you know, you saw the talent O State, and obviously college don't really it don't really mean shit, really. Honestly, it don't really mean shit, but how you get in the door, you know what I mean? People get drafted first, second, undrafted, whatever. Once you get in that door, that's what it's about. Look at Brady, you know what I mean. But you've seen the talent. At least you draft him in the first round. At least give him a full season, a ten game stretch, something like you pull him after the first four, and then you put him at third string, and then to talk <laughs> about to jump from that to Alex Smith. I personally don't think Alex Smith ready to play football. I don't know. I ain't seen him much since yeah, that yeah. video when they cleared him, and I'm like. When he's out, you know, on his driveway with his kids, his wife, right, I'm like, right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I would, if he jog out there on that field, I would be kind of like, I, I would, I'd, be nervous, I'd yeah, be nervous for him. I'd be nervous for him. If I'm yeah. his teammate, if I'm a fan, like, I'm I'm nervous for him. Ho obviously, hopefully, healthy. Don't want anything to happen to him, obviously. But that situation, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that situation at all. You, like you said, your guy, he put his guy in there, Kyle Allen, who came from Carolina with Carolina, him. Carolina, yep. Come on, man. You're not, you're not, Kyle. We've seen we, we won't, Kyle. We won't, but hey, yeah, you know, um, 
But he got his shot now. He got his shot. So, you know, leaving the past in the past, you know, we're going to see, man. But uh, D. Haskins, man, you know, keep your head up, bro. Another another opportunity will definitely come back around for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, Ethan, Ethan Hepner got a – Got a question. Hey, question for you too. We've both been teammates of Pat McAfee. How is how is he on the show and videos? <laughs> he always liked that. Hey, Pat is. What's your favorite Pat story? Pat, uh, since I'm sure you know Pat longer than I have, actually, it'd be. But since I loaned him, that's that's been who he is. That's been know, Pat. Just, yeah, yeah, he just hasn't taken. Even when we're playing football, it's been in the middle of the game. He just. He just don't take a lot of it. You know, I, he took his profession and his craft serious. Obviously, he was one of the best punters when he was playing. But he just didn't take a lot of things, you know, they didn't take it that serious. And he's mm-hmm. been super successful and um, obviously post-career. Uh, he helped put, help us get our podcast together, help us. Yes, you know, we actually shot our first few um, episodes in his studio. So, yep. huge shout out to Pat, man. Just hit a million subscribers on YouTube. Shout out, so, P. Yeah. For sure, man. Um, but, um, I would say, your favorite, what's your favorite Pat story? I know you got one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was the morning after the infamous. Um, it, it's not even <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> alleged the alleged incident where he went when Pat went swimming. Uh huh. He went swimming. Um, and I'm not even gonna say it was my favorite one, but it's the one that kind of stick. Um, in my mind because of the question you just asked is that because you always see him it was always like joking having fun you know what I'm saying and just a just a good time but yeah. um this day it was that time where you know they kind of came down with the um punishment or consequence for what happened we you know allegedly when he went swimming or whatever so that's kind of that kind of sticks in my mind like that's young Pete you know what I'm saying that's young Pat um or whatever the case may be, and then you know from there, man, shit, he got search. Uh, like you say, he got a million subscribers. He uh, hey, you know, yeah, he, he, he he a wrestler, uh, comedian. Like he got a lot of a lot of. That'll be that'll, that'll be yeah. my that, that that'll probably be my favorite past story. That that yeah. um going to wrestle because he grew up a huge wrestling fan, and um you know I was actually with him. We I did a show a couple of days that week. I went up right up Orlando. That's a couple hours away from me. And um, you know, he hit me, told me, "Hey, man, I'm doing this right." I'm like, "Wrestling? What you talking about? Hey, man, come on, man, let's do it. It's gonna be absolutely ridiculous." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, let's go." Yeah, I'm in there. So just watching him just go through that whole process, just like, like he really just wanted to do it. So like, if he wanted to do something, you know, he put his mind to it. He just do it. And he one of those cats that he just jumping the d- deep in and he gonna swim. So uh, you Literally. know what I mean? I, yeah, you gotta you. Gotta- <laughs> <laughs> Literally, so uh, you gotta love Pat, man. I done, I done learned a lot from him as far as post career in this industry and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. um, man, yeah, love Pat, man. Nah, yeah, I got sure. plenty of stories for him. <laughs> That's just funny, man. But yeah, what's the score, man? 3 0. 3 All right, yeah, man. I'm about to go, I'm about to go do my thing. Yeah, man. I'm about to go eat this good dinner, man. Yeah, I'm gonna give me a um, one drink and then pour me a nice little. Cocktail, probably. What's your uh, what's your favorite whiskey, man? What kind of what kind of whiskey you like? Mm. Or are you even a whiskey drink? I just assume. Man, you know, I was a lot of times. I was. What's your favorite spirit? Should I say, just in general? Man, I'm I'm kind of all over the place right now. It's COVID nineteen, man. This quarantine mm-hmm. got me all messed up, man. <laughs> so you know, I was on the um. <clears throat> The Casa Amigos for a minute, mm-hmm. the Casa Azul. I was on my tequila uh, yep. for a little bit, and then I was on my Woofle Reserve. Um, Woofle, yeah. I got to go into my old fashion. Yeah, I was on my on the Woofle uh, Reserve, and um, that's kind of. I mean, Henny and Ginger Ale. That was kind of. That's kind of like my always my go to Hennessy and Ginger Ale. Man, Henny, Henny and Red Bull. That's my go to if I'm. I'm trying to get in trouble that night. <laughs> and, and Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest. If y'all never Oh yeah, that's black on too, right? Yeah, black on, black on, Uncle Nearest, man. Right, great, yep. great, great story behind that. Um, so that was kind of my my go-to. Yeah, I like I just started um this campfire, man. It's hot. Something what is it? It's 
called campfire. That's I, that's been like you said, quarantine and got me trying new things. So when I'm not drinking these cut water, these cut water cocktails, that's mm-hmm. what I'm drinking. And this campfire henny, you know, pour 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 some henny privilege neat. Put one in the air, you know what I mean. I'm good. Hey, hey, booster passes, man. What what is that? Uh, what that tequila tastes like? That's the rock. Uh, yeah, Terramont. yeah. What what that what that uh what it tastes like? Is it really good? You said it's smoother than people know. That's a good oh. industry to get into, by the way. We might need to talk about that, man. What are you telling? <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good industry. Yeah, but I need to try that. Yeah, Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest Will D. But yeah, man. Put it in there for you. Appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. What is this? Our second, third time doing this? Third time. Yeah, yeah. I think Thursday night pregame. Thursday night pregame. We'll see who we got. Who we got next week. It's about to be week five, so week six. We got Kansas City Buffalo. It should be a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. What are they playing at? Uh, I can't even see on here. I think these are the bottom of home. I think Buffalo. I think they're playing in Buffalo. So Kansas City Buffalo. Next week, we'll be back. We'll see which legend we can get from either the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Y'all comment and sure if y'all pod subscribe, all that good stuff. If y'all got somebody that either played with either one of those teams, y'all send us a name. Maybe we can try to go get them. Let us know. Let us know. Sure, man. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all night again, man. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. It's the man to man pod Thursday night pregame. A B co-host DB. Yes, sir. We out. We out. Y'all be good. Boom, 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 boom.